0: Welcome to the Jackson Hole Report Podcast, your guide to all things real estate related in beautiful Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Hi everyone, it's Devin here. I've got David and we are going to go over the quarter one stats with you today.
1: Hi everyone, how are you? We're hope good. We're having, <laughs> hope we're having a great spring. We are. It actually looks like 60 degrees outside and sunny for April 1st. Anyway, we, uh, we want to get into the first quarter of 2022 after some extensive research into what's been going on. The, the overall headline, I think, is the fact that we are down 57% in our number of sales when compared to the first quarter of last year.
0: Right, so it may be April Fool's that we're recording this on, but that is no joke.
1: It is no joke, but uh, don't, you know, run out and list your house thinking that the market's falling apart. In fact, it's just the opposite. When you look at what happened last year in the first quarter, there was actually 224 sales. That quarter was the accumulation of about seven quarters of COVID, the effects that we've had from COVID. In fact, if you keep dialing back a quarter, again, the first quarter of last year was the pinnacle of it. But if you take last year and 2020 out of the equation and look back, uh, maybe back to where the Great Recession was, we actually have, we're right on track for an average first quarter. We've had 97 sales, which again, falls into that Probably a twelve-year average range. So
0: that's a normal range. So we can definitely look back and say, in two thousand twenty-one, the first quarter, that was the peak. Is yeah. that what you're saying? We had two hundred twenty-four sales that quarter, and Absolutely. that was the highest it's ever been.
1: It's the highest it's ever been for the first quarter of uh, Jackson Hole's history. So, um, but you know, some of the things that we wanted to try to figure out is why? Um, why are we not seeing so many sales? Besides the fact that COVID. Uh, effect is subsiding Uh, we've come up with a couple things Uh, one you know if you look back over the last 12 to 15 years our average inventory in the summer has been about 350 to 400 listings there was not one time last year where we actually went over 160 active listings so that's less than half of what we're normally used to having in the valley at least over the last eight to ten years 2022, when we entered this year, we were down to only 104 listings valley-wide. So there wasn't a whole lot to choose from in this first quarter. Um,
0: When you look at under a million, is there anything on the market under a million anymore?
1: Oh boy, that's another thing that, you know, really, I think, weighed on this first quarter. If you look at last year, the first three months of 2021, there were actually 47 sales under a million dollars. This year, nine. So nine
0: versus 47. I mean, that's a big chunk of what we're not seeing.
1: Absolutely. And when you look at what's on the market today, um, there's only the, I think the least expensive home is 1.9 million and the least expensive condo is 800,000. But go out and look for a three bedroom condo. The Oof. least expensive is 3.9. $2, 9000000 million right now. For a three-bedroom. For a three-bedroom condo.
0: Um, so the inventory is still down. That absolutely does not mean that people are willing to grossly overpay, though. We're seeing inventory sit on the market that is overpriced, and people just are not going to go there, right?
1: Well, when you look at our current inventory, um, we are actually – sitting right at the same amount we did last year. We had 64 listings starting April 1st last year. We have 65 today. That's homes, lots, condos, commercial, everything. But when you take those 65 listings and stack them up by when they were listed, half of them, almost half, have been on the market at least six months. And in a seller's market, that means they're overpriced. Um, Typically when we see a property hit the market that's priced properly, it's going to have offers within 10 days, multiple offers, and sometimes even a backup offer, somebody waiting for that person in the first position to to back out. Um, So really, when you look at what's currently on the market, that's not been on the market for six months, you've got about 35 listings to choose from. But that, again, is everything, homes, lots, condos, everything.
0: We talk a lot about Sales that do not go through our local MLS, and we talk about how our statistics are derived from our private database where we go and we track every single sale. This quarter, only 53% of the sales went through our local MLS. So the rest of that was off market.
1: Right. And that was another thing I think that um, factored into this low performance in our first quarter when you look at these off market sales, which they're basically, um, they may start um, in MLS, but they may be pulled off the market before they go under contract. But typically, they're going to be they'll have a realtor involved. Um, They're just not necessarily going to have to advertise it to find the buyer. But when you look at last year, we had, I think it was 93 sales off market in the first quarter versus only 44 this year in the first quarter. So we're actually down 53% on our off market sales. The the one thing I want to note about these off market, um, while they may have been advantageous during COVID uh, or when a buyer doesn't want anybody to, excuse me, a seller doesn't want anybody to know that they're selling. Um, it may be advantageous. Otherwise, a lot of times these sellers are leaving in my mind a lot of money on the table because they're not exposing it to the open market
0: yeah there's so many buyers backed up right now that if you're not putting it out to the entire mls to every single office you're you don't know what you're missing out on um it's proven that it works so if you're a seller you're considering selling don't just try and do it off-market thinking you'll get a better price. You yep. need to put it out there to everyone. We recommend that to all of our clients.
1: Yep. Um, one of the things I also wanted to mention, we, because people are asking, why do you track these off-market sales? Um, if you're coming from a different state, you, you probably don't realize it, but Wyoming is a voluntary non-disclosure state. And that means that each county can choose whether they want to disclose sale prices or not. Teton County chooses not to disclose. So every single deed that's recorded is $10. Um, And when you look at the fact that this year, uh, half of our market is not going through MLS, it becomes even more important for our buyers and our sellers to know where the other 50% of the market went or how much they sold for. That's the only way you're really going to realize if you're leaving money on the table or if the buyer's potentially overpaying.
0: Yeah, if I were a buyer right now, I wouldn't want to make my offer based on only 50% of the information and Ooh. the same as a seller when I go price it. I don't know in any other part of your life that you would think only knowing half the information makes it so you can make a formed decision.
1: Yeah. So I think between these different things, you know, we're, we, we will see the number of sales continue to level off, uh, mainly because we just don't have inventory. It doesn't mean that the prices are gonna decrease though. In fact, our average and median list prices are still breaking records. The median sale price, for example, on a single family home is up 23% to 3.5 million. So
0: before you go farther, can you explain why we use median versus average for these? I mean, if you go online and read the report, you'll see the averages too, but um, there is a difference why we go by median.
1: Yeah, first off, the way you calculate an average price is you take all of the sales, you add up the volume of those sales, and then you divide it by the number of sales versus the median sale price where you take all of those sales and you stack them up by price, and then you go to the middle. Um, the median sale price is going to be harder to move because um, if you have 100 sales and Um, maybe two or three of them are way out of line. It isn't going to affect the median price. But on an average price, you could have 100 sales and three of them could be over 15 million and the rest under a million. And it will completely skew that average. So looking at a median price is a better way to determine market conditions at the end of the day.
0: Back to the stats. Uh, Single-family homes, you just said, are up to three and a half million dollars for the median.
1: Median sale price. Yeah. that's correct. Not list
0: price. And condos and townhouses are up to one point four million.
1: That is correct, and that is the sale price. The median list price right now for a condo is two point nine nine five, almost three million dollars. Wow. As I just mentioned a few minutes ago that the least expensive three bedroom condo on the market is almost $2.3 million right now. So we're, we're basically hoping that, you know, these properly priced single family homes that are going to be hitting the market. um, we will see more of them, but we're a little concerned about where that inventory is going to come from. Um, we are seeing some flipping going on and flipping is basically somebody that may have bought, you oh, know, in the last 18 months, whether it was uh, because of the COVID rush um, or maybe they just um, didn't like what they were buying or they just wanted to get in. We're starting to see those homes flipping in those condos. Uh, it's probably less than 10 percent right now, but it's certainly more than we've seen in a long time. One of the things that I that did catch my eye was these people that are flipping are actually seeing profit. They may be seeing anywhere from 15 to 20% profit from what they bought just a year to a year and a half ago.
0: I cannot go anywhere right now without running into somebody in the grocery store or for coffee and they say, is this a bubble? Is it gonna end? What is going on with the market here? Is it gonna keep going up? And then I just pull my crystal ball out of my purse and I show it to them and I say, it's pretty cloudy, (laughs) but really
1: that is, that's probably the number one question I get today is, you know, is this seller's market going to continue in our minds? Absolutely. Uh, We don't see much changing, but when you look at some of the different uh, reasons, uh, one, look back for the last, oh, 12 to 15 years, um, the loans, which would be one of the things that most people are worried about, is maybe another banking collapse. The loans that have been taken out after the Great Recession—you had to have great credit score, much more down payment—and when you look at Jackson Hole, 57% of all of our transactions since 2010 were cash. So I don't think that's something we have to worry about. Um, baby boomers—they are still retiring. Uh, we've seen quite a few of them actually speed up their retirement over the last couple of years because of COVID or retiring early. Um, but they are continually coming. A lot of them bought vacant land years ago. And we're starting to see those homes coming up, those retirement homes. And, uh millennials.
0: Millennials, they are buying real estate now. Um, we think of them as really young. I'm actually one year off from being a millennial. But they're here and they're buying real estate.
1: Yeah, they're able to work remotely. Um, they seem to have a lot more income than their parents did, a lot more expendable income. So there's you know, one of probably four or five different reasons, but probably the biggest reason that we will continue to see the seller's market is our current inventory um, and the demand. If you have a properly priced listing today, I don't care if it's a home or a condo, mm-hmm. you will have multiple offers within 48 to 72 hours. They are out there. Uh, Just last year, they were, you know, using whether it's Zoom or um, FaceTime. Today, they're here. They've moved here. They're renting. They're looking and they are jumping on things quickly.
0: That's the other reason we're not seeing more inventory come on because people are retiring. They're moving out of the valley and instead of selling their home and dealing with a bunch of capital gains taxes, they're renting it out because rents right now are out of control. You can rent a regular Rafter J home for 7,500 or 10,000 bucks a month. So we're seeing people rent them instead of put them onto the market like they traditionally do.
1: Well, and I think uh, a lot of folks that used to trade up are not doing that today because again, let's say you, you have a, you know, a two bedroom condo and you want to trade up to a three bedroom.
0: How are you going to do that?
1: It's, It's almost impossible. So a lot of people are just hanging on. It is probably, well, I've heard it, I don't know how many times in the last two years that it's the best investment they've ever made. Um, And there's no reason to sell it because they don't know where they would put that money unless they're moving out of the area and nobody really wants to leave unless they have to.
0: The other question I get a lot is, especially the last few weeks, the stock market's not doing good. What does that mean for real estate? Well, my answer, I don't know about yours, David, is we love it when the stock market isn't good because people pull their money out and invest it in real estate.
1: Yep, and that's actually over the long haul has always been one of the best investments. Um, Not only that, but you get a chance to use that investment. So-
0: Okay. We went over why they're not selling, what's going on. We're gonna get into some more stats here in just a minute. We're gonna touch briefly on how do you compete if you're a buyer right now? It is tough. The days of finding your property, when it comes on to Zillow and then calling your realtor, are over. You need to be working with a realtor if you don't have cash. You need to be pre-qualified with a lender and take it even a step further. You need to go through the prov- a pre-approval process, which means you go through underwriting and everything to make so that you can compete with cash offers. You can actually put in an offer that um, is competitive like cash. And if you go back into some of our episodes, we did one with Andy Ripps from Guild Mortgage and he explains how that works.
1: Yeah, I think uh, with so little bit of inventory, you need to have a realtor. Um, you need to be on somebody's team to help you find that right property and then know how to compete when the time comes. And that's one thing that we are very good at. Uh, I'm also hearing, you know, people continue to ask, "Is 2022 going to be a good time to sell?" Well, when you look back, we're still sitting at, you know, a uh, historic low with inventory and a historic high for our demand. So, yeah, I think, you know, if you're considering selling this year, um, this is going to be a great time. Get things prepared for the summer. Um, maybe get a, a couple things done ahead of time. Give us a call if you are considering that. We've got a long list of things that'll help you to prepare.
0: So let's let's have you uh, tell us some of the stats that are going on. We went over a couple of them, but uh, let's let's hear a couple more.
1: Well, without boring you too much, that's um, why
0: they're listening. They like this stuff.
1: <laughs> again, we only had 97 sales um, in the first quarter, but that was 400 million dollars in in volume. Um, the average price. Turned out to be a little over $4 million, which was actually up 33% from um, last year, and it is a record high. Um, looking at some of the um, above 5 million, we were actually down a little bit, down about 25% on those uh, 5 plus million sales. Um, under contract, we are down also, but not as much. Uh, we're down about 27% on our overall. Uh, properties under contract, but when you look at the median list price for those properties under contract, it's up 50%, so our market is still strong. Uh, Active properties overall, this is homes, lots, condos, everything, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we're sitting at the same place we did last year with 65. Um, Homes, we are way down, number of home sales down 54%. But as I mentioned earlier, the median sale price is a record $3.5 million. And that's up 23% from just last year. Um, luxury homes above $5 million, 16 sales, $128 million, That's actually down a little bit from last year. Um, homes under contract, we are also down from last year, but not as much as uh, the sales. We're only down about 20% the median list price of a home under contract is also sitting at three and a half million dollars so it's kind of tracking what has sold this year and active homes we're up a little bit um, last year we had 26 homes on the market this year we have 28 Woo! Mm. Whoopee. <laughs> and the median list price for a home right now is right at five million dollars oh boy anyway um let's look at vacant land real briefly we had a total of 17 vacant lot sales that's down 65 percent from last year a lot of that is due to the amount of inventory we're only sitting on 22 lots currently available in the entire market that is the second lowest level of land inventory we've ever had at least in my 30 plus years here Um, under contract vacant land again is we're seeing better numbers 17 under contract which is down 26% but the median list price again is breaking a record at 1.65 million for a vacant lot and last but not least condos now um, we're down again 50% on number of sales but when you look at what's on the market that is probably the most depressing <laughs> there's a total of eight. I
0: mean, it can really be depressing to look there's
1: at. There's a total of eight condos valley wide that's down 50% from last year, which was the lowest ever. And the list price right now at or the median list price on a condo is right at three million dollars. The median list price. So unfortunately. You know, the the condo market has always been where people start for their entry level. And unfortunately, I think it's kind of uh, the trains left the station. For there is
0: of, no entry level housing. No. I mean, it just it doesn't exist there. It's real easy when you're a local, when you're in the workforce to go, how am I ever even going to stay here? How am I going to even not have to move several times a year because the house I'm getting, you know, I'm moving out of is getting sold out from under me. So last year I worked with the Teton Board of Realtors to create the Community Housing Fund, which you've heard me talk about. It gives realtors and their clients the opportunity to contribute at the closing table or any time of the year, really. It doesn't mean you have to have a transaction to do it. You can do it anytime. But we're just reminding everyone at the closing saying, hey, every transaction that we're all doing here is making it harder and harder and basically impossible for our workforce and our essential workers to live here. So we need to give some money back. Uh, We've got to step up. We've got to do more as a community. We've got to push on our electeds to get more projects pushed through and work on the bigger challenges before this small window that we have left goes away. I mean, we have an opportunity with Northern South Park, and some other developments but if we don't do something pretty big here soon there's uh, we're not going to have much of a community anymore so i encourage every realtor to contribute at, at every transaction make sure your realtor is we all have at least 10 realtor friends too right so talk to them and make sure they're contributing back to housing at each transaction
1: yeah, if we're going to continue the the lifestyle that we're used to in Jackson Hole, um, buyers, sellers, realtors, everybody needs to help contribute to the affordable housing projects we have. Um, the Community Housing Fund is great. Um, it actually allows you to choose whether you want to work with Habitat for Humanity or the Housing Trust or the county. Yeah, you can choose not only the groups or the projects of that. So,
0: yep, you can designate where you want your gift. To go. It's a 501c3, so you get a tax write off. It's a beautiful thing. Um, you can check it out online at communityhousingfund.com. It gives you all the information there. Um, so, as much as we love selling real estate, we also love giving back to the community, and we've got to really step up um, more than we ever have. So, we're putting our money where our mouth is and doing that. You have anything else to add, David?
1: No, I think that wraps it up for now. Um, Please feel free to give us a call. Shoot us an email, text. Let us know if you have questions, some of your thoughts. Uh, Maybe we can answer some of those for you the next episode.
0: For sure. All right. Signing off here.
1: Have a great spring.
0: Bye.